Hey, 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 it's another edition of the Cool Sword Podcast. How are you today? Fill in the blank. Hopefully you're doing fabulously well. It is your host, Rashawn Ali. And you know, it's always a good time when we feature the cool bras. And today we are joined by a cool bra of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. Uh, before we get to his episode, Dr. Lonnie White, I wanted to let you know if you are here in the ATL area, you have a daughter mentee niece program participant who is interested in learning more about sports in particular soccer golf lacrosse tennis also loves to do a little zumba and wants to learn more about eating healthy and she's between the ages of 8 to 18 we would love to have her at grady high school this upcoming sunday march the 25th Okay, all you need to do is log on to www.sportygirlsinc. That's sportygirlsinc.org for more information to register and registration. You get a free T-shirt and lunch with registration. So we'd love to have you. All skill levels are welcome. So please, please, please support my nonprofit and allow your daughter, mentee, program participant, niece to have a fun time with lots of great activity, burn some calories and learn more about great sports. Okay, so we hope to see you on Sundays, March 25th at Grady High School here in Atlanta. But right now it's all about Dr. Lonnie White. He is doing some incredible things at a new charter school that is opening in Atlanta in August. And this episode will just kind of allow you to hear his story and how he got to the point where he can lead a school that is pretty unprecedented. I'm really excited about that. So please welcome Dr. Lonnie White with Slam for the Win. Enjoy. You know you gotta be a cool soror to talk to the cool soror herself. I'm a cool soror. Hey y'all. I am a cool soror of What's up y'all? I'm a cool soror of Hi, I am a cool soror of podcast hosted by me Rashawn Ali welcome to another edition of the cool sore podcast you know we're always very happy when we get to interview the cool bros <laughs> and today we are joined by a cool brother of Cap Alpha Psi Fraternity Absolutely. Incorporated Dr. Lonnie White well I'll have to tell you know I told everybody what fraternity and I always allow you to say it so Dr. White you are a cool brother of of the greatest fraternity you know I had to say it like that <laughs> Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated how yo, you yo. doing yeah. how you doing sir doing very well good good so you are now the principal of Slam Atlanta and yes. Slam Atlanta hasn't even opened yet has it no it has not um, we're opening up our doors August 1st, 2018. August 1st. So you have a lot of work to do. Yes. And uh, it's, it's extraordinary what you all are doing. We're going to get into that. Okay. But we got to give everybody the backstory. You are originally from St. Louis, Missouri. Originally born and raised in St. Yes. Louis, Missouri. Yes, yes. but you have you, you claim Decatur, Georgia, Absolutely. Atlanta. I'm a Decatur boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you came down here. So you guys moved down here. Was it more opportunity? Did your parents get a new job? Well, like my, my father's a pastor. Okay. Um, Reverend Lonnie White and my mom, Mary White, they came here. Um, for an opportunity to take over church. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm a preacher's kid too. PK. PK. Yeah. So we we came down here 
Um, he's pastor of, um, at that time, was Springfield Missionary Baptist Church mm-hmm. um, in Rome, Georgia. Okay. But um, we refused to move that far. Okay. So we, we relocated in Decatur. Okay. And um, I had an opportunity to matriculate through all of the schools in that area. And um, as we said earlier, um, Southwest Cab will always have a special place in my heart, right? Because that, that's 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 the line I came through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know that that's it's it's funny because we were sitting here having our pre-interview, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, my dad's Coach Godfrey. He just like almost hit the floor <laughs> because yeah. you actually played for my dad before. Yes. You know, you you had to, to had to transfer out. And yeah. Still, still very. Uh, that's a touchy subject. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that 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 will go with me to the grave. Yeah. Uh, but um, I shared this and. Couple of people who remember M to M. Yeah, I, I was I was a product minority, of that. Yeah, and fa- if you can believe that we were in the '90s and still dealing with desegregation mm-hmm. and having to leave that area of Decatur and go out to Stone Mountain was um, I don't want to say the word traumatic. Yeah, but it was just different in 1987. Right, and um, Stone Mountain looked different. Um, people totally. didn't look like me. I felt out of place, um, but the one thing that my parents did instill in me, and I believe that that was the same for everyone that was a part of that program, is that parents were just looking for choices mm-hmm. and opportunities um, to give their children better education. Yeah. So I don't, I don't fault anyone that participated in that program because it did bring diversity across the board into um, those schools that did it. It did a lot of other things, too, that it a did. lot of people yeah. um, can, can get the other side of, which is it, it took... Um, people out of the community that could have um, still sustained the exact same excellence of education, yes. of, of athletics and arts and all those things, and it spread us out. Yeah. And when you get spread out, um, unity doesn't happen anymore. Yes. And, yeah, and other things come in. So. Right. So are you able to carry you know, that experience that you had having to leave a, a place that you love so much and then having to go somewhere where you just weren't, you know, you weren't that enamored of it? Do you implement those feelings that you had. That is the conversation I'm having with almost everyone in Atlanta. Okay. As I, um, I, I'm, I believe you got to go out and talk to people. Mm-hmm. And so I've been in West End Mall almost every week, um, the Walmart on MLK almost every week, and when we're setting up and we're registering people, the conversation that I'm having with them is, you don't have to go out to places outside of Atlanta to get a great education. Right, right. Um, our school is going to be right here on the West End. It will be there on the West End even when we move into our building. We're not trying to um, open up a school. And there's nothing wrong with the north side of Atlanta, but there are some outstanding children. Yes. And situations on the West End. And we need. And if we leave it, that's our fault. But we're, we're saying we're going to bring a school here that will be, if not comparable, better than the other schools, and we're going to give you a choice. You don't have to leave. Mm-hmm. You can keep this community the way it is. West End is historic for it a is. reason. Yes, and so it's it's because people don't leave it. Mm-hmm. And if and if we leave it, and and those who have been educated and gone on and seen other entities and other things, if we leave it and don't bring anything back, yeah, then um, it, it's all for nothing. So I I I take my experiences with pride. Yeah, um, I I believe that. Our, our people who look like me and you need to have 
opportunities. Yes. And the only way you, you do that is by being there. Mm-hmm. So that's, here we are. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's, I think black men in particular, or men, mm-hmm. uh, but black men in particular who love education are special people. My father. Yes, my absolutely. My husband. English teacher. Yes, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. What uh, even, why were you so interested in education from the beginning? You have your bachelor's of science from Albany State University in middle yeah. grades education. And then you put, then you pick the most difficult age group, that's too. That's right. So, yeah. Uh, when I've had that question before, yeah. So it, it's a little, it's a little, it's not complicated. My father is the greatest man I know, mm. and so he was an educator. So it wasn't hard for me to understand um, the lineage that God gave him to give to me. Right. I I, I spent the night in schools growing up. Mm-hmm. So I was there with my father, and then my father taught me. Um, now, between the time I got to high school, I saw other things. Yeah. And I thought at one time I wanted to be an attorney. I thought at one time I wanted to be a doctor. But anyone that's gone to college, you realize you got to make a decision real quick. Yes, you do. Like after that freshman freshman year. Yeah. You're like, what, <laughs> what you going to do? do? <laughs> right, right. They're serious. And you, you have a tendency of just falling in love with that that you understand. And from the time I got to Albany State, I was surrounded by professors who guided me and they didn't, they had a nice way of telling you, this is what you need to be doing. Yes. And I listened. Yeah. And it wasn't hard for me to listen and understand. And I I started substitute teaching my sophomore year in college. Oh, wow. And not because I thought I was going to be a teacher. One, because I thought I can make, you know, some money real quick. But when I started dealing with kids, there's something about those who deal with children um, and it is almost, no, it's not. It is a gift from God. Yes. Everyone can't deal with Absolutely. children. Um, I was able to talk to kids and I couldn't explain how I was talking to them, yeah. but I can get them to understand. And when you get that feeling that you can get a child from point A to Z and you know that it was because of your influence in their life, there was just something about that. So I just surrounded myself with people who were always progressing in education I, yes. I was never afraid to ask a question how did you get that job or how did you do that so um from leaving Albany State um, I was fortunate enough to become a part of a special program called the Common Ground Consortium which was a group founded by the Southern Education Foundation that actually took students from historically black colleges and universities and um we went to University of Minnesota, University of Wisconsin, and Columbia's Teachers College. And the goal in those cities was to um, get more diversity in their graduate level programs. Okay, okay. So I I selected University of Minnesota um, because it was a different city. I went there. um, I went to Princess Club, and I I was like, wow, man, I got to come up here because it was different. Yeah. And um, one of the things that that they exposed me to there Minneapolis is a very diverse culture, Mm -hmm. very Mm -hmm. diverse culture. So the school that I worked at there was called Harvest Seed Academy, and it was a Native American school. Oh, wow. um, Founded by the Creek Nation. Yeah. And so that was the first time in my life that I had seen that. And so that whole experience gave me a whole nother window of how to educate children and what, what that there's other cultures out there. When you experience that, you can't help but want to bring it back. So coming back to Atlanta, that was my focus. I, I, I wanted to be a teacher mm-hmm. and I wanted to be a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and with those two um, goals in my mind, um, I ended up going to Clayton County um, and I stayed in Clayton County for 21 years. Man. Um, 
working as a teacher, coach, mentor, um, school leader, curriculum leader, and eventually into administration. But the, the greatest job I ever had, and people still ask me that, was in all your time in education, what is it? It's teacher. Yeah. I, I loved teaching. Yes. I still do. Yes. Yeah. I know with 20 plus years in education, yeah. I know you have so many stories of lives Absolutely. that you've been able to touch and change. Is there any one in particular where you saw a young man or a young woman like, I don't even know if I can, if I can, but then you did. And now they are dot, dot, dot. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, he's go. Wow. Okay. She's going to. Okay. Well, you know, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. the mini Oprah. Without, so without me, um, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell a story and the best, and, and it, it, it's a little different, but this is a true, very, very true story. Um, part of my career in teaching also dealt with coaching. Okay. Um, so it's kind of got a coaching feel to it. Um, as teachers, we should always be the first motivators yeah. of children. We should yeah. get them to go above and beyond what they can do. Mm -hmm. So I had a young lady um, in her freshman year, um, phenomenal athlete. I had opportunity of teaching her back-to-back -back years, so I knew that she was a great student. Got on the track team, and in her freshman year, she was the best triple jumper in the state. Mm -hmm. Okay, Just whatever she did, she was great at. Um, a little shy, but she was just great at what she was doing. Um, she comes up to me in a track practice and says, Coach White, my father says that I can't. I got to make a decision, so I'm not going to run track anymore. Now, we're, we are a week away from the state track meet. <laughs> oh. She didn't want a county. Yeah, my husband's a track coach, we, so, so I know, you know what this conversation is. region. Right. So I'm looking like, okay, stop playing. You, uh, yeah, whatever. She said, no, my, you know, I dance on the side. So, and she did. She had a little dance group, and in my mind, I was thinking, you know what? That little dance group that you got, that, that's fine. That's, that's fun stuff. But look, first of all, you're you one of the best triple jumpers in the state. We're yeah. getting ready to take you to state. I want to take you to the nationals. And, and you're going to have a scholarship. So I'm painting this picture. You got an opportunity to go here, go here. Eventually, she had to make a choice of her heart. And, and she came back to me. She said, well, coach, you know, I'm really, I'm really stuck. I said, look, follow your heart. Yeah. Now, as hard as it was for me to say that, I had to tell her to follow her heart. Well, this young lady went on that weekend that we had to stay track meet, and she participated in a video by Outkast. Uh -huh. um, there used to be a skating ring in Riverdale. Yeah. Um, I got. I can't think of the name of it right now. I had a big skate on top of uh -huh. it, but they were recording. Sorry, Miss Jackson, and she was one of the featured dancers. Uh -huh. Well, from that, she was also working with a gentleman named Jazzy Faye. Uh -huh. From that, she produced a song Stop. called "My Goodies." Sierra. Literally, like months after that conversation we had. And the rest is history. Oh, so, my God. I had an opportunity to invite her back to my school when I first became a principal. Uh -huh. and, um, I stayed in contact with her family because her dad was a really cool guy. Yeah. And um, she came to, um, I was at a, a middle school as a principal in my first year, and she retold that story. Wow. And I was like, please don't make me the, the Michael Jordan coach. <laughs> right, 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 don't, right. Don't do that. But uh, what she said was, as hard as it was for me, to let go of the coaching end of it, I, I understood that she had an artistic side. Yes. And if, if anything can come out of that story that I tell people is this, as teachers, uh, we're gonna get kids that are talented mm -hmm. and we're gonna develop kids in a lot of different ways. And it might benefit you, it might benefit the school, but bottom line, 
you cannot hold back yes what god has ordained for someone to do yeah and what we're required to do as teachers is to make sure that we are the avenues to get those students from point a to point z wow so i've had many kids that that story has gone in the opposite direction mm-hmm. where i've had to go and visit them in ryDC yes um i've had kids who have come back to me and told me you know you were hard on me, but I understand why. Yes. Because you were trying to get me to see the other side. Um, the, the, if I had to give a, a testimony of the greatest story that I've ever had in education, that is a young man who ended up getting put out of school, and I had to put him out of school because of just the way he was behaving in the schools and the different things that were going on, was also one of the first football coaches I hired Wow. when I first became a principal because he got his life together. Yeah. And I never let go of him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's doing very well, gentlemen and Coach Edwards. Um, he's doing very well right now. And it's, a, it's, it's stories like that that keep me involved in it. Each year it starts all over again. Each year I get a new set of faces and kids and families. And, I, and when I walk into the city and I talk to different people, and like when you just mentioned your brother, I smiled because I remember the first time I met your brother. Oh wow, um, really? And it was a, it was um, and you, you'll know that you'll know that I've been around there where we were all coming back to support Southwest Cal when they were getting ready to win the state championship. Uh huh. Uh huh. Everybody used to always come back to make sure it was important for us to come to the games. Yes. And to come back to the school and to come to the practices. Yeah. And to show just shake Coach Godfrey's hand. Yeah. Or it was important for us to come back. And just let everyone know, look, you can make it here. Mm-hmm. Look, we all made it here. So we all are still coming back yes. and supporting. So um, I've, I've had, I've had a, the blessing of um, being involved with a lot of children. But that's one, when I tell people that story, they just look back and say, what? Right. Do you still talk to her? Right. Do you get tickets to the football games? Right, like, right. No, um, she, she is definitely on um, going on to do some bigger and better things. She has. But, um, now she's a mom. and Yeah, exactly. Really just just uh, really proud of Sierra. Exactly, you know, really yeah. proud of her. And I, and I know you are. Wow, yes. and she never forgets. She'll never forget that story. Yes. She'll never forget that uh, that opportunity that you could have easily been selfish as a yes. coach. Yeah. Okay, so it's 30 certifications. I mean, how many certifications? I mean, <laughs> how, so, how smart do you want to be, sir? So here's, here's <laughs> when I tell that story to people, especially when I went through the interview. Yeah. Um, I believe that every time, it's what I shared with you earlier, when, when you reach that goal, mm-hmm. you shouldn't get satisfied. Never. There should be another goal that you want to reach. And so uh, I started off in special education. Okay. Um, but when I left the classroom and went into administration, I was a gifted ed lead teacher. Oh, wow. So I, I ran the gamut on, I got every certification in special ed because I wanted to know more about it. Mm-hmm. In order to teach the children in the state of Georgia, you have to be certified. So each time they gave a test, I took it. Um, when, <laughs> when I went to go get gifted certified, when I went to go get um, certified to teach high school, middle school, elementary, um, I believe that learning should never stop. The yes. moment you feel that you have learned everything, you should be six feet on the ground. Yeah. You should always constantly learn. I tell my own children that. Yeah. You shouldn't get satisfied. So. Um, it, it allows me to be very um, diverse yeah. in the children I deal with. And the only way you can do that is by going and getting the knowledge. Yeah. You know, I've never been afraid to go get the knowledge. Yeah. Goodness. And now in, in 2018, Slam Academy of Atlanta, tuition-free yes. public charter yes. school, serving yes. grades K through 12, sports leadership 
arts, arts and, and management. This yes. is something that is unprecedented. Very much so. Was there yes. a, just take me through the entire process of even, because the, the charter school conversation has been one that's been very mm -hmm. contentious for so many years, and it yes. continues to be. Yes. So what was this process like for you and, and your constituents and everybody who was trying to make this happen to now you sitting up here in a red vest with Slam Academy <laughs> on it? <laughs> so to, to talk about Slam, I need to talk about the origin of it. Okay. And so if you're familiar with Pitbull, the mm -hmm. entertainer. Yeah. Um, this is um, one of his um, goals was to start a school in Miami. Uh -huh. So the school actually started in 2014. Um, Pitbull, what? along with um, help from other entities, um, put this school together down in Miami, Florida. Um, the school actually, the first building was down in Little Haiti. Um, and what he was able to do was be the face, obviously, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. With, with his um, origin. But he's got origin here in Georgia. A lot of people don't know. Um, as a foster child, he was here in Atlanta, Georgia. Wow, didn't know and that. And his foster parent was the one to introduce him to the entertainment business. What? So um, what Pitbull did uh, very, very cleverly um, in going back to Miami was he kept his Atlanta roots. Mm -hmm. um, Little John was one of his producers, and so was Luther Campbell. So taking the Atlanta sound and rapping in Spanish yeah. was historic. Yeah. And it's he's not doing much of that anymore. No, he doesn't have to. The, he doesn't have to do he's that. Wearing he's, he's wearing suits and doing suits, he's dancing. Party music. But he would tell you that he got his origin from that yeah. in Atlanta. But after all of that success, taking that and starting a school and getting with the right people to start the school, um, and he says this unapologetically, the school was started to give the brown children, the Haitians, the Latinos, the African-Americans, the Mexicans, the Puerto Ricans that are living in Miami an opportunity to learn. Yeah. And so from that, um, within two years, they weren't just um, meeting the standard of the state of Florida, they were outperforming wow. the state of Florida. So now what you have since that time is three schools in Miami, um, three schools in Orlando, two schools in Tampa, um, schools in Texas, um, schools in Nevada, Las Vegas, Nevada, one coming to Alabama, and then one here in Atlanta, Georgia. So it's spreading. And that concept of SLAM, of taking um, sports, the culture of sports, the language of sports, yep. that competition in sports, and infusing it into a curriculum. Uh. It's just about making it engaging. So that's all it is. So what got my attention was to be able to take a lesson, for example, um, the Winter Olympics. Yeah. And we're gonna talk about world history. So I wanna teach you about the Korean War, but we're gonna use the theme of the Winter Olympics mm -hmm. and we're gonna highlight how this year you had something historic happen. Yep. You yep. had North Korea and South Korea yep. walk together, together. Mm -hmm. under one united flag. Right. That's never happened. And so to take that conversation, which is relevance, so the kids are going to talk about that. Yeah, they're going to know. You can start that conversation about that. And then to eventually take that conversation and turn it into a standards-driven lesson in which we're going to talk about the origin of the Korean War and why it started. Yes. And why the U.S. is on this side and everyone else is on the other side. And take that conversation and turn it into something where the kids actually learn. Mm -hmm. Now, the overarching theme was the Winter Olympics, but we're really not teaching the Winter Olympics. We're really teaching about 
the Korean War. Yes. And how the Korean Koreans got separated. So you, you give them a real reference exactly, point. Exactly, a yeah. reference point. Or let's take a math lesson and let's teach students about fractions using fantasy football. Ah. And we're going to teach them about percentages using fantasy football. Or we're going to teach them about, let's say, in the, in, in the state of Georgia, if we're wanting to teach children how to write, well, the writing piece that is the most um, affluent or the one that the students really need to know how to use the most is expository writing. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have them actually identify sports figures and write about those sports figures in different ways, in different um, ways that they understand. So, yeah, they might write a, a lesson about a LeBron James or or someone that they, a James Harden, my son loves James Harden, and the beard, what does all that mean? But now I want you to tell me what that means in expository writing. So yes. I'm going to teach you all the pieces that you're going to need to use in writing because expository writing is going to help that child eventually when they get to the ACT and mm -hmm. the SAT because they mm -hmm. got to write now. Yeah. And most everything they have to write But you read, give so. them something that they love. Exactly. And so they the whole, whole right. piece is, is about engagement. Mm -hmm. So how this connected here in Atlanta with my board, and I have a wonderful board that is made up of a group who's just decided that, you know, we can bring something different, something that's, um, it's not about changing curriculum because curriculum is, someone asked me the other day, well, my school does this, and what kind of curriculum do you use? And here's what I simply said about curriculum. If all curriculums have a goal, right? Um, the curriculum better be teaching the, the standards that the state is going to assess the students over is how you get there. Mm -hmm. um, we're not rewriting a curriculum. We're talking about a pedagogy, how you teach a child. Yes. The curriculum is going to be, in terms of what we teach, we would teach the Georgia Standards of Excellence. It's just a pedagogy. What strategy mm -hmm. are we going to use mm -hmm. to teach that child? And what we're saying is that our teachers will be engaging all the time. So if we're having that consistent conversation around engagement, what did your father do to teach complicated football plays mm -hmm, mm -hmm. To, to young men that maybe didn't have it together in, in the, the classroom, classroom, but they can go out to a football field and know hundreds and know of it, plays exactly. from their head? It's about engagement. And, and, and you get a kid that wants to do that. The only difference that we say is this. We don't have to wait until they're 15, 16, 17 to engage them. We can engage them at six, seven, eight. Mm -hmm. At that time, um, the development of a child, a child can learn multiple languages at the age of five. So to hold back a child and say, we're going to wait and teach you some challenging things when you get older, that, that, that to me, that doesn't make any sense. Um, I think of my daughter's um, progression in school. I remember her being introduced to algebra when she was in preschool because the teacher refused to put a ceiling on what they can learn with numbers. Mm -hmm. But then when she got into the regular school, all of that changed. Mm -hmm. This is what you're supposed to learn at this grade, at this grade. And we just don't believe in that. What yeah. we say is if we engage you and we teach you, we're going to teach you where we are. We're going to move you to where you need to be moved to. So that's what SLAM is about um, in terms of the engagement end of it. Now, you hear sports, leadership, arts, and management. That's about exposure also. So we want to expose kids to different entities in the city of Atlanta, what yes. you're doing right now. Yes. Young ladies seeing you and saying, you know what, I can be just like her and do that one day. Mm -hmm. um, I have people, when they hear Slam, they automatically think that we're going to make the next Michael Vick or the next Michael Jordan. And I say to them very quickly, that's not my goal. If that happens, that's great. I'll, I'll, I'll be the first one in line to get a ticket and go watch them. But what this is about is creating a child who can be Michael Vick, so Michael Jordan's agent, lawyer, 
doctor on the sidelines, sports broadcasting. Yes. Those kids that can get into those those um, areas that you don't see a lot of us in. Mm-hmm. If you do, you might see one or two. And some of it we say, well, there's a systematic reason why that doesn't happen, which which I do believe in. But some of it is because our kids are not prepared to understand that type of job. Right. And by the time they see it, it's too late. And it's too and, and yes. they think it's too far too out far, of their reach. Far, yeah, yep. Yep. like that's impossible. Yeah. So imagine seeing a child being able to go up and, and we're trying to get partners that can work with us. They can bring management pieces so we, they can go into a boardroom and see what a boardroom looks like. Hear that conversation. What is it that you have to do to go to an orthopedic doctor who works for the Hawks and say, hey, this is how I, I do this job on, on the art side. There, there are so you said it earlier. There's so many other jobs outside of that main piece. I, I, I just purchased tickets to. Beyonce and Jay-Z in uh-huh. August. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm going to enjoy that time. I'll go see them. Right. But I know there's a whole team of people that puts them on stage. Yes. And they're making good money. Yes. So introducing kids to that yes. is also a part of SLAM, which is when you give those kids empowerment to do that, by the time they get to middle school and high school, they already know what they want to do and mm-hmm. how they want to get there. So I believe that you can have kids at 16, 17, 18 doing it. Yeah knowing it because they got a spark early in life so that's really what we want the light the man or woman who lights beyonce yes gets a lot of money absolutely when she wants to have the best of the (laughs) best because she wants to look her best on stage every angle needs to look good but they'll know that Right. With 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 an with an institution with a school like Slam, like hey, you can make money to light people. Yes. Yes, and then you can teach angles. You can yes. teach geometry yes. because of lighting, because everything is about angles yes. and lighting. Yes. Oh, look at me. You yes. need. It. I'm gonna be I a teacher. I need to hire you as a teacher. Right. I just got right. you just right. lesson. Speaking <laughs> of which, how are you vetting the right, right, you know, the right so, teachers and faculty and staff? It's, it's it's a little it's a little secret in the secret sauce. Okay, about okay. The people I'm bringing on board, but okay. I will say this: um, I have had an opportunity to video teachers to see what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe in hiring staff members, and we are hiring right now um, who want to see something different. That are not they're not afraid to do something different. Yeah. How education is done in the traditional setting cuz we are a public school also. We're mm-hmm. a public charter school. Yes. So I need to put it out there. People get, "Oh, you're a charter," so they look at us like we're unique. No. What's unique about us is we say how we're going to get there mm-hmm. and we have to get there. Right. There's no whereas in a traditional school, and I can say this cuz I was a principal at a traditional school. You say how you're going to get there, but, you know, it, you, you may not necessarily get there um, at the same time. But, okay. Um, at our charter, that is what we're saying that we're going to do. It is, it is, it is how we guide our, ourselves on a daily basis. So the teachers that I'm looking for, I'm looking for energetic teachers. And notice I didn't put an age number on that Mm-mm. because some of the best teachers I've ever met might be a little older. Yeah. But I'm looking for teachers who are energetic who have an understanding about engagement and who, who, do, who are not stuck in philosophies yep. of sitting in roles mm-hmm. because you realize that on some days you might have to play a game to get the kids to understand yep. the lesson. Yep. Um, so I've had an opportunity to go in and see some teachers unofficially. Um, I've had a chance to video some teachers unofficially, and um, we've asked some teachers to teach some lessons, and they've done it. And I can kind of judge from from that as well as references. Um, our teachers have are, are vetted the same way um, any other teachers are in 
um, the state of Georgia. They have to be certified mm -hmm. um, by the Georgia Performance Standards Commission. Um, so we're not, we don't have this lofty idea and we just hiring folks off yeah. the street. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean to say that in a negative way, but that's very important when you're certified mm -hmm. and people need to know that. Mm -hmm. So um, our school, it's, it's, it's a school. Yeah. We, we are, um, we're going to start off kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade in the first year. Okay. And then we're going to add additional grades as we grow each year after that. Okay. Um, we have one of the hardest charters to receive, which is a K-12 charter. Yes. So to get it out the gate, it, I don't want to say the word unprecedented because it's happened before, but it's, it's something that's hard to do. Uh, but we decided that we will start off in grades K through three because it will set our foundation mm -hmm. and we want to build the right culture. Yeah. So for the city of Atlanta, we only have 250 slots. Wow. So after when you, we get to 251, you'll be on a waiting list. So what I my job has been get out into the community, tell everyone about this opportunity that's here. It's free tuition free charter school. Um, we have viable programs in this school that will expose students to their futures. Man. And we have an engaging format that we know will work because it's worked very well in 14 other cities across the country. That yeah. is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Where were you prior to landing this before new was, amazing before job? Before I was here, I was um, working in the district offices of Rockdale County. Rockdale, okay. In, in professional development. And prior to that, um, I, I was uh, an administrator at Leadership Preparatory Academy in the cab. Okay. So um, I, I've, I've been in and out of traditional and charter mm -hmm. all of my career. From okay. the time I started way back in Minneapolis to coming back to Atlanta. And Atlanta is a great fertile ground for the charter concept. And I, and I won't talk against any other schools that are out there. I honestly believe Every school that's open, those administrators and teachers are doing the best that they can do with what they have. Yeah. But um, my dad says this as a statement. It's a poor dog that doesn't wag his own tail. So I'm not talking about other schools. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about SLAM. Yeah. And why I want everyone to come to SLAM. Yeah. Because um, it's an opportunity that I don't want people to miss. Right. Yeah. So if someone who, do they have to live in that West End area to they, be able to go? They just have to live in the city of Atlanta. Okay. If you qualify to go to a school, any school. Okay. In the Atlanta Public City School District. And I need to make a clarification on this. We are not a part of. APS. Oh, okay. We are a state chartered school. That's why I said it's, it's the whole. We have a state charter from the Georgia Department of Education, from the Georgia Charter School Association. Oh, okay. So we have a state charter. So my um, direct um, accountability piece is to the Georgia Department of Education. Oh, wow. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. So it's it's two entities that I have to work with. Not only my board, but also that entity, which. Okay. Um, almost creates us like we're our own school district mm -hmm. existing in the city of Atlanta. Now, that itself is a whole lot. Yes, <laughs> it is. Especially, you're in, the heart, yeah. you're in the West, you're in the exactly. heart of Atlanta. Yes, I am in the heart, heart. You can't get, yeah, no, you more can't get no more than Atlanta than West End. So to say that we're going to go to the West End and with 250 students and make this change, um, I don't just believe in it. I know we're going to do it. It's wow. a small enough number it, it, to develop the culture. Um, we will have a classroom ratio size of 16 to 18 okay which um you're gonna see it probably more on the 16 level 
Mm-hmm. Um, and we feel that we can accomplish that. And that will that's a number that's small enough for us to do what we need to do in terms of making sure we engage every child in that room. Wow, that yeah. is. And I can tell you that's different because when I was a when I was a principal in the regular schools, that ratio can go get as high as 35. 30. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, the Absolutely. 35. Yeah. 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 Which is. Yeah. That's tough Crazy, for the yes. teacher and the students. Yep. That's tough. That's tough. Do you still uh, run your running Panthers track I do. club? I do. Yeah. I do. I, I'm an emeritus coach. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but there, there, there's a um, gentleman. He's at the University of Tennessee right now. Um, named Derek Coleman. He is right now um, the world record holder in the 40-meter dash, the 60-meter dash. Um, he took a silver medal in the last Olympics. He's at the University of Tennessee. We're proud of him. He came out of our program. Okay. And we have a young lady that ran with Team Nigeria who was in our program. Uh, she didn't get a medal, but to make the Olympic team was That's outstanding. It's a big deal. Yeah. We, we're, we're still there. Okay. Uh, we're training athletes. When I go by, I go by now, and they just treat me like, okay, go on over there and sit yeah. down somewhere. You, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you good. Um, that was um, – I started that track program with the help of parents. Mm-hmm. Um, I had students that I was – coaching in Clayton County and um, summertime came and I wanted the kids to keep running and I knew about summer track from my experiences yeah. with DC Express um, and I'm gonna give a big shout out to Ron Williams he, he's, he's one of my favorite coaches and Ron Henderson do you remember Hindu that name sound familiar? I know that yeah. sounds familiar but um they Hindu. they gave me the information I needed to start a track club in Clayton County now in 1990 five that was unheard of because in clayton county that was not track and field at all mm-hmm. um, but i had people that believed in me and understood the vision and we grew we took a middle school team that won the county championship and went and made national champions out of them wow and here we are 20 years later and it's track and field all over clayton county so when i go back and a lot of the track teams in clayton county don't do even summer know. track don't yeah. even really know how it started but I remember. So some of those lessons that I learned in starting that track program is helping me start this. Yes. When people don't see it, you still have to have a passion, a drive to get there. Now, mm-hmm. I might not see the end of it, but I, I believe in what I'm doing right now will be something bigger than me. We, we have to believe that. We must believe that in order to leave legacy to those that come behind us. So I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm healthy. I'm I'm 45 years old, and with all of my years of experience, um, I feel like I'm 25. Mm-hmm. And so when I when I'm out there preaching, like you see me, I'm a walking billboard. Yes, you are. I almost wrapped my car, slam Atlanta. But, yes. Um, Nina wouldn't let me. Right. But, um, there's something that about um, believing in something that's bigger than you. Yes. That's what life should be about. Exactly. That's what it should be about. Exactly. So I use those lessons all the time. Good. That's, this is amazing. This is amazing. So in 1993, you became a member of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated via the Delta Z chapter at Albany State University. Yes. Now, did Kappa Alpha Psi choose you or did you choose Kappa Alpha Psi? Wow. (laughs) That's a good question. (laughs) Um, I have to thank my um, God brother for that. Okay. So I went into school seeing no other fraternity. Mm. And, and that was that was for whatever reason. But um, it was, you know what, no, the, the best way I can explain this and anyone that came out during this time, at least for me, um, I have to thank, and I know that, you know, it might be taboo to say his name, but it's the truth. Um, Dr. William 
Cosby did something phenomenal when he produced a show mm-hmm. called A Different World. Oh, yes. And what that did for thousands of young Black people kids. that yeah. look like me yes, was it gave us an insight to see another world that yes. maybe we weren't a part of. So if you're not from the South, you don't see that. Mm-hmm. So growing up in St. Louis, I never saw that until I came to Georgia. And then when that show hit, and then when I got on a campus and I was like, oh my goodness. It's like. This is, this is like I belong. Like, yeah. like I, I understand my purpose now, but to be connected with something so historical. Mm-hmm. So I, I um, give deference to all of those members of the Divine Nine. Yeah. Because the historical figures that have come out of uh, our organization. Unprecedented. I mean, it's just. And have moved the needle for our people. It's phenomenal. Yeah. And I went into it th- with that in mind. Okay. The other end, of course, the Kappas <laughs> are um, <laughs> known for many things. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But their style um, suited me more. Yeah, that's yeah. the best way I can see right, it. Right. I, I, I don't want to get in trouble. But um, <laughs> the, the, the Kappas, I, I had a lot of good brothers down there that were um, focused on being the best academically being the best in whatever they did, um, mm-hmm. it's about achievement. Yeah. And I understood that walking right. in. So right. I, I, I want to say it's probably a little bit of both, but more of, of Kappa Alpha Psi um, blessing me with an opportunity. Okay. It um, gave me the meeting that gave me my first job. It gave me, when I tell people about networking, uh, meeting people, I've met more positive brothers through that that connection mm-hmm. i'm sure you understand absolutely being, i get being, it being, being and just being yeah. just being in a, a greek letter organization period yes because no matter what organization you find out somebody's in position you're like oh yes. okay you were such and such you were such and such well where'd you pledge and what you do and you yes. know and then that conversation just yes. goes from there yes so it's an instant connection no matter instant what connection. yeah absolutely yeah. yeah so um and and with your organization and i smile <laughs> because when i was when i was coming up at, at delta z down in albany state we had this connection and we called it diamonds and pearls and uh-huh. it was beyond the campus and it was it was about it wasn't about anything that was crazy it was just we supported one another right right um with in the educational program i was in it was actually filled with um members of alpha kappa alpha yeah and we always made sure we supported each other even till today wow um i stay in connection we, we got this connection called diamonds and pearls mm-hmm. and, it, and it's that's awesome the state aka's and Kappas from Albany State. Wow, that's fantastic. (laughs) To this day. To this day. That is a beautiful thing. I will be celebrating 25 years, um, October 13th. Wow. And so we will be down there for homecoming. Oh, y'all about to turn up. everyone (laughs) crossed. Um, It was a unique year for Albany State that year because no one was off campus. Mm -hmm. Everyone was on the yard. Right, right. It was one of the few years where we all, it was one of the last years, too, where we all, went through the old tradition okay. of crossing. Yeah. Of of doing the probate show of of going through that through how we, we crossed over mm-hmm. and it, and we all supported one another. And that's the one thing that I loved about my time down at Albany State. Um I loved my fraternity, but uh, we were all friends. Yes. Like you know, friends. We were friends and when the day is over with we all supported each other. That's whether, awesome. Whether you were AKA or Delta, or Alpha. Yeah. Um, the, I, I ran on a track team down at Albany State where half of the relay team that I ran on were members of Omega South Island. Right, right. And, but you wouldn't have known it because yeah. when we got on the track, it was about 
being a team. Yes. Um, we just happen to be in different fraternities. In different fraternities. Hey, yeah. man. In yeah. the grand scheme of things, you black. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I mean, it all, it all comes. It all comes together. It really and, does. And I know everyone when when the homecoming season comes around, and it's all in fun. Um, we we all may tease each other, but I think everyone that are in the, the Divine Nine Greek organizations understand there's a greater purpose. Yes. To our lives. Yes. Um, and if we had fun, that's great. But when we get beyond our college days, there is a responsibility mm-hmm. that we need to take very serious. It is. And that is the, the work of making sure that those behind us understand how serious it is mm-hmm. and then giving back to the community. Yeah. Yeah. How excited are you about knowing that you're about to change 250 children's lives um, and families? Like what, what um, kind of joy does that bring you? Oh, wow phenomenal that's the only word i can think in my mind since i've been on this journey of accepting this responsibility um every day i wake up i think about other ways i can get this school out into the community because i really wanted to be for every child but i know every child yeah is not going to make it and so it's one of those deals where you know you've got something special and you need to give it to everyone but everyone is not going to be able to, to take advantage of it because I know what's going to happen in three years mm-hmm. and what we will be looking like in three years. And um, But it's the nature of what we deal with um, when you're a charter school and you have something that's different and unique. It's not going to be easy at first, but when everyone catches on, um, the best way to explain it in this metaphor as simply is this. I said this to a gentleman um, in Florida. Um, because that's our home base. Yeah. So he said, what's the difference between Atlanta and Miami? I said, Miami is like water. You pour water, it moves fast. Atlanta is like molasses. Mm-hmm. Slow. Slow and sweet. <laughs> Slow and sweet. <laughs> Take his time getting there. But if you heat it up, it moves just like water. Yeah. He said, what? And he's looking at me, like, but everybody from Atlanta in the road like, yeah, that's our, that's <laughs> that, right. That is Atlanta. <laughs> right. Uh, you fire us up. Yeah. It was just you, slow to catch on you, at, you, at times. We, we run like water. But, yeah. um, and, and I understand that. Yeah. I understand the city. I understand the culture. Um, being here as long as I've been here, I love Atlanta. I chose to make Atlanta my home. This is where I will live. This is where I will die. Because yeah. I love this city. And bringing something to it like this phenomenal yeah that's the only word i can say that is yeah. fantastic before we get out of here what is your definition of cool cool yes is that with a k or a c i mean you a k like <laughs> for you it's you a know, k no i was gonna say that um cool is someone who under immense pressure might not know the direction but can stand and deliver on their responsibility mm-hmm that's being cool. Yeah. Because we don't know everything. But if you can stand and understand that you have a greater responsibility, then you're not afraid to be the leader. Yeah. That's cool to me. Yeah. And people that, people like uh, Barack Obama, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, Michelle Obama. Yeah. To me, that, that's cool. So cool. Well, you know that that's that's an unprecedented position that you're in. Yeah. Um, I look at people like our mayor mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, She's cool to me because just just nobody she, thought it, yeah, but no look. one thought that she she can do what she's doing. But um, just people who are not afraid, yeah. like yourself. Yes, thank you. To, to to to, hey, you know I'm gonna do this. You know, people think I should just stay in this little box, right? Know, but I'm gonna do this over here. To me, that's cool, right? Under pressure, and it's and we're always constantly under pressure, but you make it happen. Yeah, 
Goodness, goodness. So for those people who are listening from Atlanta and may have a child in the city of Atlanta who you know, could be part of that 250, what do they need to do? Okay, you can register online. If you go to slamatlanta.com, slamatlanta.com, um, you will find our enrollment information. All the information on our school is on our website. Um, and fill out the demographic information. Um, we'll call you to a meeting. And as long as we have slots available, you have the opportunity to enroll. Our next um, big enrollment meeting is going to take place on March 30th. Okay. We're at 1150 Westview Avenue. Um, we, we have been blessed enough to go into a um, partnership agreement with uh, Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church okay. and utilizing their classroom space, which is more than enough for us to house um, cafeteria, everything that we need there. And it's right there. You can walk from Shiloh. To, we're in the West End. like We're in the heart of the AU Center right mm -hmm. where we're at. But um, we will be there in the first year with plans to move in our second year okay. into a permanent location, okay. which will be on the West End. So you got a lot of work to do. It's a lot of work. It's <laughs> a lot every day it's a lot of moving parts. But if they go to slamatlanta.com, they can um go to the website, enroll, um they'll be contacted about the next meeting or they can just come to our meeting on March thirtieth. Okay. March thirtieth and um get the information. Sounds amazing. Well this has been very, very uh enjoyable. Yes. Love to see like I said an African-American man in education, that just... Yeah, it's not a lot. It's, it's not, not a lot, lot I, but y'all are special people. I, ju I just interviewed a gentleman who is, um, wow, Mr. Atwater has got to be, and I'm going to say his name. I didn't put his name out there already. Yeah. But um, six, eight, um, ex-football player, uh -huh. played at Alabama A&M, but as a kindergarten, first grade oh. teacher. So, so, so when I sat, when I, when I went through the interview with him and just, just remembering and just seeing that this, this, this guy wants to teach. Yeah. But that's a perfect candidate for what I'm looking for. Yes. Which is different. Um, and it's, it is our goal to, to, you know, make sure that we bring on board teachers that could catch your attention like mm -hmm. that. So, um, I'm, 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 I'm looking for. Um, if, or I should say, if you're looking for those parents who have children that are in kindergarten and you're looking for a setting that reminds you of your pre-K setting, that's what our kindergarten field is going to have. Yeah. And we want to make sure that it's not too big, but that we got people that can get your attention like a 6'8 guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. That, that, that can teach. Yes. Yeah. Doing education differently. Yes. Yes, that's Absolutely. what you're doing. Well, Dr. White, I appreciate your time today. Well, thank and, you. Um, and yeah. Um, I, the, when I got the invitation, I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I told my wife. She was like, oh, yeah, I know she's on TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I, um, I want to let you know um, that what you're doing is phenomenal. Thank you. And that I, I can, it's what I said to you earlier. I, I see it. Yeah. I see it. Oh, yeah. my goodness, because <laughs> your talent uh, is above it's like that cool person I said, the pressure that comes with this. Thank you. But you got the talent to, to take it to another level. So Thank um, you. I'm, I'm going to be talking about you. Right. I received yeah. that. I'm going to have yes, a story like Sierra's. Like, I remember <laughs> this time I interviewed this young lady. Interviewed with this young lady. But yes. anyway, yes. Oh, and before we leave, uh -oh, I want to present you with this gift. Thank this you. This is from Slam Academy. Slam it's Academy. It's a t-shirt in there. Thank you. Um, I got a rip. Little, little, little workout bag. Oh, uh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, please, please accept Beautiful. that on our behalf from our board. Thank yes. you so much. I appreciate it. 
continued success with everything that you are doing, and we cannot wait to see Slam Atlanta thrive like yes. I know it will. Yes. All right. Yes. Thank you so much, Thank Dr. Much. Lonnie White. Hey, everyone. This is Dr. Lonnie J. White, the slamming principal of the Slam Academy of Atlanta. I'm a cool bruh, member of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. I'm a Kappa man, highly in demand, diamonds in the sky. 